you're listening to Cinema Geekly, with the hosts who bothered actually turning up for the show. And I'm their voiceover guy. I'm from Britain, where you can find the real Boston, New York and Newark. They're shitholes, but they're here. Cinema Geekly Podcast, episode 125. It's Anthony Lewis here with uh, Aaron De La Osa. Aaron, how are you doing? What's up, dude? Uh, I'm doing. I'm doing good. Things are great. Uh, have you uh, Have you finally recovered from the uh, the trailer that fucking dropped on us all yesterday and pretty much made everyone weep? Uh, I'm still watching it. Pretty much. Uh, I, I watched it another <laughs> four or five times before we uh, before we got on Skype. Um, Sounds about right. Yeah. It's just Aaron and me right now, but. Who knows? Uh, Glenn may, in fact, stop by. I'm not sure. I think he might be racing home as we speak uh, in Texas traffic to try to, to make it to the podcast. Uh, but if he doesn't, that's okay. Aaron and I can can hold down the fort, I think, on our own. Um, before we talk Star Wars, and there's a couple of other things to talk to, uh, and before we get is into there? all of that. There is. There actually <laughs> that's is. That's all I want to talk about. <laughs> there actually is a few other things, oh. but... Uh, before we get into that, before we dive into the Star Wars, uh, com slash premium. Head over there. Uh, it's, uh, what is it, $12? That's what it is. I've, I've only been saying it every week for like a year. Uh, $12 for 365 days of premium podcasting. And since the premium week ended, and uh since the i think maybe since the last time we talked there were three signups that have i think i don't know what the number is now we've got to be close to 30 i think uh um, really i think i think we're at like 26 or 7 i want to say i don't know i've got i'll have to go i'll have to go count them it's definitely uh, better than zero yeah um uh, <laughs> uh uh weapon Tex-Mex signed up I love that. Um, I love that name. That's really good. <laughs> I was wondering if maybe that was like a an X Men, uh, uh, yeah, reference. Yeah. Absolutely, it is. Uh, Firebrand eighty three and Toasted Baguette are the <laughs> three newest users. Toasted Baguette. I'm gonna guess Toasted Baguette is not American. Maybe I don't know. Maybe. Maybe no, they just thought there's they were, no way. Maybe they maybe they wanted to be smart and instead of just French toast. It's toasted baguette. Absolutely not. That, that person is not American. There's no way. I mean, well, I don't know, but do Europeans toast their baguette? I don't know. We'll have to ask Ben. Um, I think they do, but uh, instead of using the flames of Lady, Lady Liberty, they use like the flames of communism or something. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> <It's all those. laughs> right. That's all how those, that works, right? All those Eastern Europeans. I think that's how it goes over there. Yeah, they all toast uh, their baguettes. Uh, tons of new podcasts up on uh, the premium, uh, including 
Aaron, Aurora, and myself talking the first episode of Season 6 of The Walking Dead, uh, which was pretty crazy, but not nearly as crazy as Episode 2 of The Walking Dead, a podcast for which we will be recording uh, tomorrow, I think. Um, I don't know if I could wait that long to talk about it. <laughs> uh, yeah. uh, new episode of uh, new episodes of Flashing Arrow uh, and Who Made Who uh, are all up there as well. And of course, uh, Jillian and Jacqueline have another episode of We Prove It uh, from last week. Uh, they have a a new uh, episode where they talk about uh, Pride and Prejudice and Zombies. Uh, Trumbo, Triple Nine, and uh, Hail Caesar are the trailers. That they look at, and I believe Jillian said that they have a new episode, um, but they've got—I don't know if there's some technical issues or something. They're having a um, a, a difficult time getting it to me, but they're going to get it to me uh, as soon as they can. So, uh, Glenn and I are joining them for uh, for a podcast here uh, in a couple of weeks. Yeah, that's right. To discuss the, uh, I believe the topic of conversation is going to be uh, su- surrounded by the. Uh, I, I guess there's been some sort of comments in the media lately about the Spielberg comments about superheroes films becoming exhausting and all. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, all yeah. That. Then what Kevin, like what Kevin Feige had to say, like, you know, Zack Snyder, there's a few other TV and, sh- uh, TV shows that are coming that have been made on comics that might be a bit controversial, but you know, it, there's a whole lot to talk about, but I'm really looking forward to it. The, yeah. Uh, and, and then you they really Glenn, do their research. <laughs> yeah. And you and Glenn as uh, comic readers, I think they specifically want your insight as somebody who is also a fan of of the reading material as well as the films, right? Um, for that particular perspective, uh, so that is all of the new stuff uh, that is on the premium, and it's twelve dollars, and that gets you a, a year membership where you can listen to those episodes plus all of the previous episodes and future episodes for the next three hundred sixty five days. Uh, before we talk about Star Wars, there is, I believe. One more thing that we should mention, and that is last week, the uh, the theory that we were discussing has since become a reality, right? Mark Ruffalo is officially going to be in Thor Ragnarok now. And this is, was, it, is it official official now? This, this was official official. Uh, Deadline was, in fact, reporting it oh. as, yeah, as no longer a rumor. It's legit. Um, uh, well, well, of course, the huh. story, the, the story is... Uh, that they were reporting that Marvel is uh, near a deal, which of course is code for they've got some, you know, T's to cross, I's to dot, and he's going to be in it. Um, but they announced it as uh, essentially, I mean, because that's the code, but they announced it as officially as uh, Mark Ruffalo in, in the Thor movie. Uh, and I believe is noted... Uh, this also skirts around the distribution rights because I think, is it universal or somebody right. still has distribution rights? To universal Solo. still has distribution rights to solo, but, but if they put Hulk in, you know, they could put him in whatever the fuck they want and, you know, and put it out as they will. Right. Yeah. So they put Hulk in this movie. It's, it's, as you're, it's close to a solo movie, but not really. It's it's not going to be a Hulk movie. But well, you're going to see him back in the you know probably the Infinity Wars Part Two. So maybe he sneaks into Guardians of the Galaxy Two. You know what I mean? Like he transitions from Thor Ragnarok into that. Yeah, I mean, uh, it's entirely possible. I mean, there isn't a lot of detail, obviously, uh, other than the news that they were near a deal. 
Uh, and everybody, like I said, kind of already knows what that means. How many more movies? Like, how many movies did Ruffalo sign on for? Like, just the same as everybody else? Mm, I think maybe he did, but obviously he came on later in the game than pretty much everybody else because he didn't come on until the first Avengers film. Right. Um, so he's already one film behind everybody else, whatever the deals that they signed on for were. Um, I'm guessing he's still got a few more. He may even have one after the Infinity War movie. Um, huh. So, uh, And maybe they're going to work with Universal on a solo movie, or maybe they're going to work to try to get uh, the rights from Universal. Or It's it's, it's difficult to tell, but um, I, th- I think, you know, as for all, basically for all of the reasons we discussed on last week's episode, uh, it's a good move uh, because they're not really sure how to do a solo Hulk movie and the Thor movies could use the bump and, uh, you know, the putting putting them together in a movie is obviously they had some of the most memorable scenes in the first Avengers movie. So, you know, kind of like a buddy team up movie, although I have a feeling we're, we're going to see them at odds fairly frequent. Uh, oh, yeah, more, well. most likely. Because um, it wouldn't be any fun unless you. It'd be cool if they made it kind of like Tango and Cash, but with yeah, just Thor and Hulk. That's right. <laughs> Hulk's trying to drop one liners and that's, Thor's just rolling his eyes at him. That's right. Instead of the other way around, I think that would work right. better. Um, yeah. So basically, from theory to reality, uh, we talked about it as a rumor last week, and lo and behold, this week it appears uh, that it is going to be the case. Uh, I, I think for the better. As well, I know some people are going to be like, "Oh, it might bog down uh, Thor's solo movie," but yeah, I don't think so. I think it's going to add to it. We don't get well, all- and plus, you know, nothing against the Thor movies, but given their track record at the box office, I mean, you know, Hulk is going to turn them around to kind of be one of the instead of one of the middle road franchises. You know, it'll help out a lot. You know, I mean, yes. people love seeing the fucking Hulk. Okay, so let's start picking apart Star Wars. Uh, this is what everybody who is listening to this is probably tuning in for anyway, is to listen to star Wars episode seven, the force awakens trailer talk oh. before we, before we talk about the trailer, let's talk about the final poster art, um, that was released. Uh, I, I'm going to go negative right out the gate, Aaron, and say that it is not as pretty as the previous poster art, which I believe was hand drawn. And this one was digitally. Uh, right, like the, the previous poster art for this film, or the previous poster art from the other movies. No, no, no. The previous poster that they released for the Force Awakens, I believe, was oh, okay. hand drawn. The same artist did this uh, poster as well, but it was digital instead of uh, right. a hand drawn uh, poster. But still, pretty great. Uh, shit, tons of people on this poster. They managed to put so much on here without making it too busy. Which is pretty incredible considering the sheer amount of things that they put into this poster. Right. Um, the the person getting the biggest spotlight in, in the image is, is uh, Kylo Ren, has the biggest image in the poster. But uh, Daisy Ridley is not too far behind him. And uh, John Boyega's Finn is uh, kind of in third place there. And then all of the supporting characters, it is believed... And smaller parts. Yeah, there is no Mark Hamill in this poster. Uh, and he was not in the trailer as well, minus uh, that scene that we saw in the uh, the first uh, teaser. Tra- yeah, teaser or trailer, whatever they wanted to call it. Uh, the shot of him with the metal hand putting it on R2-D2, which some people are like, well, we didn't even really see him. It might not be him. I mean, come on, it's him. Uh, I mean, maybe there's another person. 
that's hanging out with R2D2 by a campfire with a metal hand, but Well and, and were the lights even on R two D two or cause I mean he had a, a lot of blast damage. Maybe he was just, you know, kinda kinda done. I'm not sure. I I didn't yeah. uh this poster, however, does give us our first look at uh Carrie Fisher in this movie, uh reprising her role as Princess Leia, and I thought she looked pretty damn good, actually. When you see Carrie Fisher around these days, she she doesn't look amazing. I mean, well, she, like th- this is a woman who who you know she's had so, a hard uh, life. Yes, yeah, she, she's been through some shit. Uh, so yeah, she does. I mean, she looks a little more closely uh, aged to Han now. Yeah, uh, but you know what are you gonna do, man? You know, it, it, it's been thirty years since we've seen him. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. The um, and plus, I mean, you know, every war is hell. So I mean, maybe. You know, it hasn't been all sunshine and daisies for her since we last left off. Uh, also <laughs> featured on the uh, on the poster is Captain Phasma, the Chrome Trooper, uh, played so by badass. played by Gwendolyn Christie, uh, Poe Dameron, who's uh, Oscar Isaac's character. There's the BB-8, uh, Chewie's on there, uh, R2 and C-3PO are on there, and uh, that little character way off in the background there that everybody's like, "What the fuck? Who the fuck is that?" I believe that is uh, Maz Katana, which is Lupita Nyong'o's. Lupita Nyong'o's. Uh, oh, okay. This the the character that she's done CG for, right? Um, uh, the motion capture performance capture uh, performance. Uh, I believe that is her character, and I'm pretty sure her voice is also in the trailer. We'll talk about that in a little bit as well. Uh, I guess the big point of contention, of course, is what's hovering over. Uh, mm. Kylo's uh, Kylo's shoulder, which is what is presumed to be the Star Killer base. Yep, which looks like another giant, big planet killing. <clears throat> well, in this case, maybe star killing or maybe galaxy killing uh, weapon. And a lot of people were like, "Look, I don't want to shit on this movie, but weren't there already two Star Wars movies with a giant fucking?" moon space station weapon destroying thing why is there another one uh did you have that question aaron or were you just like no fuck it let's let's bring it on no i'm on board i don't give a fuck what they do <laughs> the um <laughs> no i mean but to be honest you know i uh I, i've been scouring different message boards and read different fan theories things like that uh I, I don't know if it's a popular one but one i've seen that kind of makes some sense is uh this person points out i wish i could remember where i read it if, if it comes to me i'll uh i'll post a link to it on the facebook page so you guys can go read it for yourself but essentially the the way the guy broke it down is that uh the star killer is actually the snowy planet they're on because he points out at a couple of points during the trailer, you can see a gully that's kind of lit yeah, red that trenches, looks like yeah. yeah, there's trenches and all that. So they think like maybe like you know the Star Killer is actually a plant this time, which makes it you know which would be infinitely pretty- worse. Yeah, I mean you know so it's uh, there's also but at the end of the day, I mean you know if they had the ultimate weapon you know a couple of times and it, it, it didn't work out, and then you know all of a sudden the Sith come back fucking stronger and never as you know uh, as Kylo Ren and you know the the, the Knights of Ren and. You know, whatever the uh, the first order is, I mean, there's so much more they could do. I mean, why not create another ultimate weapon, but make it bigger and better? You can't tell me like in Bond movies, like every single fucking Bond villain just made bigger and better shit as they went. Nobody can, you know, complain because it was bigger and better. So, I mean, it. I think everybody bitch and, and like the same assholes who are complaining about who are trying to boycott this movie because of. Uh, uh, 
Is it John Boyega? It, 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 these same pricks. I mean, it, I'll it, tell you it, how. Granted, it, it's to different extents, but I mean, they're just looking for stuff to nitpick on. Just you know, let's just watch the goddamn movie. Let, let's just enjoy how beautiful that shit was. The kids who who starred in this movie, one of them broke down in tears over seeing the trailer, and John Boyega was was freaking out. Uh, you know, he and his friends were watching the trailer, just losing their shit. I mean, their their excitement to be in this movie. I mean, it speaks volumes to, you know, what this means for our generation and the fact that, you know, from all indications of the trailer, what we've seen from Boyega, especially like an Attack the Block and other things, is that, you know, he can act his tits off. So if yeah. they're going to base this this relaunch franchise on him, they could do a hell of a lot worse. And, you know, why not have – what's the problem with him being a Jedi and being a, a stormtrooper? I mean, nobody had a problem with Samuel Jackson as Mace Windu. You know what I mean? Or Jimmy Smith's yeah. uh, being. Um, I think it was uh, like, you know, like Senator. Org. You know what I mean? Is it, yeah. there's I think so it much was, this bullshit? Like, what's the what's the point, man? I think it was. Oh my god! I think it was trolls gonna troll. Yeah, there was a. I'll it's tell you, fuck, it's stupid. It, it's it's beyond stupid. It's not even trolling. It, it, it's lazy at this point. They're not even trying to be engaging. At they're just going for like the lowest. Oh, it's I'll just bullshit. You, Fucking I'll, scumbags. I'll I'll tell you how fruitless the that boycott star Wars hashtag was because by the time I had clicked on it to see what people were posting, it was just an endless stream of people talking shit about the people who started it. Good. Uh, like I actually couldn't find any. <laughs> you couldn't find hashtags. who originated it. Yeah. I couldn't find any, any posts with hashtags that were like, fuck, fuck star Wars for having a black guy in there and it being PC there. It's, it's PC. They, they didn't have to put a girl and a black guy in the lead. They're just, Doing it because society is too politically correct, which is fucking stupid. Um, yeah, they're completely wrong, and it, it doesn't matter. John Boyega is no, it doesn't matter, and and, and there's nothing to say like too. Like you know, just because you saw him in a stormtrooper outfit, we saw Luke Han in a stormtrooper outfit. It's also in a movie, and nobody fought, nobody fucking you know left to the the third. They were stormtroopers at some point in the movie. Maybe he was just doing it to go rescue Poe Dameron, who was obviously being tortured by Kylo Ren. I mean, there's so many other scenarios. Like just give this fucker a chance, man. I think, just I think see the damn movie. I think he really is going to end up being a stormtrooper. I'm pretty sure with. The destruction of two Death Stars, they they and the Clone Wars combined. I'm sure they right. ran fucking. <laughs> they ran low. I'm sure they ran out of clones at some point and had. Yeah, to and if he is, so what? Who gives a fuck? It, it, it's the silliest fucking shit to compare. Anybody who's saying that you know uh, the stormtroopers are white guys, it, are they aware? Jango Fett was not a Caucasian man. You know what I mean? And uh, by the way, without any, it's like what the fuck, man? It, oh, without any subtlety as well in the poster, uh, clearly some symbolism. With uh, Daisy Ridley's staff aligning so perfectly with Kylo Ren's uh, lightsaber. Oh, I know. I'm sure the symbolism there is uh, is for a reason. I, I don't think it was done just because it looks cool, but like she's the she's the bad Sith for uh, the continuation of the franchise. Yeah, or maybe, uh, or maybe they want you to think they're related. I, I don't know. Let's talk about the trailer because I want to talk about. I mean, we can talk about the contents of the trailer. Obviously, we're going to, and we're going to break it down and talk about the shit that was awesome in it. I don't know. Should we pause for a minute so we can watch it again and cry together, and then we'll we'll get back to talking about it? <laughs> no, no. I mean, I've definitely seen it enough times that I I, I know exactly what I'm what I'm looking for. And well, I can't tell you how many times I've watched this thing, man. It's a ridiculous amount of time. Um, I've... Did you did you watch it live during the halftime of the 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 Philadelphia Giant the, the Eagles and the Giants game? Because I actually no, I, I stayed did. live on the Star Wars YouTube page and just kept clicking refresh. So I I, I caught that fucker almost at the same time. You know, yeah. it was on TV. I I actually. 
sat through about two minutes of that Eagles Giants game, so I oh, could watch. Oh, brave son of a bitch! Yeah, so I could watch. Uh, I'm not a big football guy anyway, so I could. I did it just so I could watch the trailer as it as it aired, and it was pretty incredible. And then I went online and then watched it about a hundred more times. <laughs> uh, I want to talk before we talk about the contents. I want to just talk okay. about they've released so far uh, three videos, three trailers, if you will, of varying lengths, um, but. I would like to talk about how masterfully they have done this. Uh, they have put out three trailers. All three of them are quite different from one another. Uh, all three of them sh- are basically more or less uh, dependent, uh, independent from one another in that they show almost no repeated scenes or anything like that. Um, I think there's maybe a couple of shared scenes between the trailers. And, and not a lot of lens flares either. No, there's not. And uh, which people were freaking out about. And uh, well, I mean, you know, that was like one of the concerns, right? Aside from the right. fact that Disney would put Mickey Mouse in the, in the movie and shit. Hey, man, it's in space. They're, you know, light's going to fucking bounce off some shiny shit once in a while. Just sure. know, get over it. Fuck. The, uh, <laughs> aside, aside from that, they have shown us so much. Yet I don't know anything about the story of this film, which is right? great. I don't know anything. I th- this last trailer obviously has has given us some concrete things, but none of them actually give us an idea of of um, you know what's happening. Uh, why is or it happening? in what how order is shit is happening? Yeah, you know what in I mean? what order? How is it going <laughs> to get resolved? There's so many questions left from this that have me uh, asking the questions that I used to ask back in the old days of movie trailers. When they would give you enough to tantalize you into going to see it, but they would get you talking with your friends about like, what do you think this is? What does this mean? What are they gonna? What are they doing here? What, trying to imagine what could be happening, creating like a sense of wonder and a real like selling point of like, I need to go see this to find out what the fuck is gonna happen because I am so interested. Dude, I, I bought my tickets thirty seconds after the trailer got <laughs> over with. I I I swear to God, yeah, uh, you know. December seventeenth, man. I, I'm in theaters. I'm seeing yep. this bitch. I don't give a fuck how long I wait in line. Did you get the uh, the IMAX tickets as well? I got the extreme IMAX, son. I am not extreme. fucking around. No, sir. I want my eyes to bleed after yeah. this bitch. You know that's I mean? where the, that's where they physically implant the movie into your eyes. I yeah, think, George it? Lucas sits on your chest and just holds his iPhone right up to your forehead. Like, <laughs> that's how in your face the movie is an extreme IMAX. Disney can afford that sort of shit, so. Oh. Um, so here are the two concrete things that we learned. Uh, one of them was basically more or less like 98, 99% concrete anyway, but the trailer made it officially a hundred percent concrete. And that's, uh, Kylo Ren and the Knights of Ren are obsessed with Vader. Uh, well, there's some uh, bad motherfuckers. Did you see how that pile of dead bodies laying around them dudes? Yes, there is a there is oh. a there is a very brief scene in what looks to be a very dark, thundery, rainy place where Kylo Ren is out there with his with his saber, and uh, the other Knights of Ren are around him. And then there's just what appears to be a field of dead bodies. I bet you they went back to uh, to Tatooine where Anakin slaughtered all those younglings and just murdered whoever was there and just beat off all over him like an homage. <laughs> Like that's their <laughs> to pre Darth. That's what they call it is pre Darth. Uh, which, by the way, that that tidbit makes uh, it, it, it then makes perfect sense why they would have the Star Killer base. Yeah, he, Kylo Ren in the trailer says that 
nothing is going to stop them, and they're going to finish what you started while they're showing Vader's mostly destroyed helmet. Uh, you and know, it, it also adds credence to the theory that you know uh, of the clones of Senator Palpatine or Emperor Palpatine. You know what I mean? Yes, absolutely, uh, it does. There's At least a, it might be. You know what I mean? Sure, sure. Uh, there is uh, the other thing that they sort of nailed down to you is that uh, to uh, Finn and Ray's generation, John Boyega and Daisy Ridley. Uh, they know about uh, the Imperial forces and the Rebel Alliance and all of that stuff. Uh, and they know that it was stopped, but uh, the Jedi, the Sith, all of those things are stories. They're, they're legends. Like they, uh, they had no idea any of that was even true or legitimate. And of course, uh, that makes sense as well because everybody's still got the prequels on their brain. Yeah, but but, people need to remember that. But that's a lot of quick memory loss just for 30 years. It's like someone walking up to you today and being like, yo, how about the time Hogan won the belt in 85? And you're like, who? Yeah. It's it's like, (laughs) that's a. You could have at least. Well, I mean, mean, to be fair, in that 30 year year time period, uh, you, you would imagine the Imperials would wipe out anybody that basically were getting in the way of their own history, like writing their own history. Oh, right. Uh, And even, yeah, and even in the original trilogy, um, you know, Luke had not heard of the Force, or oh, but he was homeschooled with Uncle Owen and Aunt Peru, man. You also, know, you, yeah, and they also. You, you ever tried talking to a homeschool kid about like you know the, some shit you can only learn science? From yeah, you know, <laughs> yeah, science. Yeah. <laughs> um, I my parents told me the Earth is still flat. Right. I mean, uh, of course they weren't telling him about Jedi. You know what sure, I mean? Sure. Um, but and of course there weren't many. There was there was essentially Yoda. Mm-hmm. Uh, Obi Wan, uh, Darth, and and Palpatine, and that was yep. pretty much it. There, there were four no- force knowledgeable people in the entire universe, and by the time that trilogy was over, uh, well, I mean, obviously, we learned that Leia also it was had at it. least six. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I was gonna say Leia. Leia's aware of what's going on. Uh, well, I mean, she sort of was. It was revealed that she probably has the potential or whatever. Uh, but it was well, basically, I mean... Luke and Leia were the only ones that were that were left, but, uh, with no bad guys left to fight, uh, in the Sith type thing, you, you would imagine that, um, the time since then, cause even more time has passed since the original trilogy, uh, to this film that, you know, those characters would have passed into legend except for those who have met. Maybe them. it helps that they don't have like Wi-Fi and internet and shit. Yeah. I think that helps. I think if they would have had Facebook and Twitter. Yeah. If they had Wikipedia. No yeah. Uh, or Wikipedia, uh, uh, as I believe the Star Wars w- wiki is named. Uh, but I, you know, it appears that Han Solo is going to be their guide in this movie. Uh, at least that is definitely kind of how it's treated. Um, and there's that scene where he's like, it's all true. The the Jedi and the dark side, like that's that's all legit. That you know, that happened. scene is actually extended uh, in one trailer I found online where Han Solo sits them down after and serves them milk and cookies, like the kindly old grandfather that he is telling them a, well, a friendly story. <laughs> after I was frozen in carbonite. Right. Uh, uh, which, by the way, you kids don't have to worry about nowadays, but when I was a smuggler. Right. <laughs> I, had a, I had a one smuggle myself in, huh? How's that? What do you little bastards know about that? 
That's right. You know what Carbonite does to the tip of your cock? And he's sure. like screaming at him, just grabbing his pants. It's like, sure, I mean, you guys can make the Kessel run faster than I could <laughs> nowadays, but you've got your fancy speeders and uh, he's just crotchety old Han Solo. <laughs> um, I mean, there's a, I, I think the, obviously the, the big question left from the trailer is there is a scene, albeit brief, of Daisy Ridley apparently bawling her eyes out over the body of somebody. And uh, people have been analyzing this scene to death, trying to figure out... Chewie. It's Chewie. Who the body is. And it it may, in fact, be Chewbacca. Um, And the question... uh, And the question also is, uh, depending on who it is, uh, I think at the end of the day, the real question is... Is it uh, is it a death of a character or is it some? Because a lot of people just naturally assumed, oh my god, somebody's dead and she's crying because they're dead. But uh, and if it is Chewie, by the way, and it did it did to me look like there was some hair and it kind of looked like I thought I saw like part of like you know his sash or something. You do you see his sash and essentially like his bag of holding and that's what she's crying over in the trailer. Right, and there is a there has been rumor that uh he gets uh not killed but there is this rumor that he'd have like a a robotic arm or something like he'd lose a limb Uh, well he had that uh he had a bandage on his arm in that one part of the trailer yes but i don't know why he'd have to get a robotic arm after that huh yes so they're not going to kill chewy off they're just going to maim him a bit yeah i mean that's the that's the theory but either way, I mean, whatever happens here, whatever Kylo Ren does to Chewie is what kickstarts John Boyega to finally, I think, accept the fact that, you know, he I, – I, I think the way his arc is going to go, at least when I picked up on the trailer, is that everyone's assuming that it's Princess Leia talking, talking about the Force. It, it's it's clearly Daisy Ridley t- speaking about it, but she's speaking about it like she knows ah, it, which she's ah, telling it, ah, just let the Force inside you. It's not? Who is no, it? No, it is not. It is uh, – that, in, in fact – is uh, the character I is talked about earlier, Lupita Nyong'o's uh, Maz Kanata character is talking about it. And well, she's uh, got to be talking to Finn, right? Um, somebody, yeah. And there's rumor swirling around that uh, there was some rumor. Uh, I don't remember from uh, from like who started it, but I think the rumor was supposed to be that her Lupita Nyong'o's character was somebody that may have been like partially trained. Uh, like may have been a disciple of like Luke Skywalker at some point, but is no longer uh, a disciple because apparently her character is described as like a pirate of some sort or right. uh, something along those lines. But uh, yeah, there there's been a few places that basically confirm. I think they confirmed that it was her uh, character speaking at the end, which would mean that she's force knowledgeable. Um, and I don't think Daisy really is. And obviously, there's all sorts of conjecture about who these kids are related to. Um, There was obviously all this talk about Daisy Ridley clearly being the daughter of Han Solo and Leia, but she speaks in this movie with a British accent, which is odd. Um, I mean, Leia tried to, and, and, you know, episode (laughs) four. Yeah. Uh, That that shit quickly went by the wayside. uh, Uh, But no, I I think if, uh, I I don't think either one of them have, have offspring just yet. I mean, quite, or, quite or if they do, my bet is Kylo Ren is a Skywalker. Yeah, he might be. Uh, or or Daisy Ridley is 
the daughter of, of Luke, but she never knew her father. Something along those lines, right? Maybe. Um, and because there's a line at the beginning of the trailer where she says that she's somebody asks her who she is, and she says, she's "I'm no, no one." Yeah. yeah. Um, and and maybe she is. Maybe uh, you know, Luke thought he was nobody uh, as well, well, but, well at first. What if we're wrong though? And what, what if the satchel part that everybody's thinking is a satchel is actually like the elbow of John Boyega's jacket? Because the brown yeah. jacket that he's wearing in, in the trailer when he's getting ready to fight Kylo Ren looks exactly like the brown that's on the thing, and maybe Chewie was holding him. Yeah. You know what I mean? Maybe he's the one who gets killed. But then again, you know, I don't see that happening because uh, they, 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 they have to no. kill off one of the original cast. It, it, Chewie right now is the most expendable because I, mean, I don't know if you've seen Peter Mayhew walking recently or not. It, it's really it's difficult. call for, it that, yeah. Yeah, yeah it's, it, it, it's it's insanely difficult. But a man of his size, you know, people who go through that sort of thing. His knees know, are shot, yes. Yeah, they, they can't. So I, I think it, it makes the most sense, clearly, to have Chewie be the one that goes. Yeah, I mean, Chewie might go. Uh, obviously, there's been talk for ages that Han Solo will get the death that Harrison Ford no thought he should have gotten. I, I think they're making Ford ride this fucker out. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> He's just, just going to be getting more and more curmudgeon as it goes on. Uh, maybe by maybe by episode nine, he'll be kind of like Burgess Meredith and Grumpy Old Men, mm-hmm. where he's just wearing thick Coke bottle glasses to talk about his dick. There's a lack of Mark Hamill in the trailer, obviously, and I think I think it's twofold. I think that I think that he might not be in this movie all that much. Like I think he may show up near the end of this movie. Can I give you my theory? And he's gonna be uh he's gonna be involved in the next film uh more heavily. Um but go ahead, I want to hear your theory before I talk about the second part of this, which is really not an explanation for why he's not in it, but why I like that he's not in it. But go ahead with your <laughs> idea. Well, I think after whatever whatever happens to Chewie, John Boyega or Finn goes to fight Kylo Ren. And obviously, since you know he's just kind of starting to accept his fate, he's nowhere near as trained as the Sith fucker who's already forced choking people, things like that. I think before shit gets super real, that's when Luke shows up is at the end of the movie to save them. And that's when everybody's like, oh, shit, there's Luke. That'd be cool. You know what I mean? It'll be snowy. It'll just be white robe Luke with that beard, his fucking, his saber. You know what I mean? He's just ready to rock. And then, you know, obviously Kylo Ren, (laughs) like that could be where the movie stops. You know, shit just goes black. Everybody just erupt. You know what I mean? Yeah. That would be the perfect way to end this fucking movie is I think Luke makes a save and then, you know. Roll credits. We're like, oh god, I can't wait for till two years from now. You know, it's. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Can we pre-order tickets for that now? I would. Uh, I fucking would. But that, that's my, that's my theory is that Luke comes in to save him. I like that. And in the that. next movie, you see Luke training them. You know, and if maybe is if Daisy Daisy Ridley is going to be you know the evil Sith, she starts to go bad in the middle of the next. You know, blah blah blah. There's any number of ways they can take it, but in my heart of hearts, I, I feel like Luke is gonna is gonna make the save against Kylo Ren. I like that he's not in the trailer, by the way. Um... I do, but I do too, but I just wish it's just like, just, you know, at least see, let us see him like standing from the back, you know, just, mm-hmm. just his lightsaber just going down, just something. Just give me a little taste like uh, they, of Luke. They, they, a I little mean, lick of Luke. To me, they've, to me, they've teased it with that repeated shot they've used of what I'm pretty sure is him with. I don't him. think that's him. I mean, I, I think the, the I, arm looks awful thin. I mean, maybe I, I don't know. I really think it is because I think they want to give us that tiny tease, but they're not going to show us his face. They apparently, um, so when they did the, uh, the second trailer of which Mark Hamill has that voiceover, but it is the lines from episode six, uh, they had him record the lines, uh, brand new, like a new again, they had him record the lines, 
but then they decided to reuse the original lines from. So when you watch that trailer, it's like ninety percent the original lines from episode six. And when you hear like any echo or distortion in the background of the repeated lines, that's his re-recording that they've distorted and used as like an echo. Um, so we haven't even really gotten like 2015 Mark Hamill, Luke Skywalker in any of the trailers. I think they've teased it just enough that it's like a, you know, a like to me, it's a treat that you have to wait for, but it's going to pay off really good when they give it to you. Uh, like they don't want to give it away in the trailer. They want no, they want to make you pay for it to see it. And I think it's going to work. And I think it might be something along the lines of what you're saying of where they're in deep shit. There may be no way out. And then Luke Skywalker appears to save the day as like the uh, the blue balling for episode eight. Yes, uh, I think that would be the perfect way to do it. And you're, you'd get that emotional moment and. Uh, You'd be erect for two years. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. Like, not a lie. There, there's no way that thing's going away. You, you could, you know, start chipping away at, at mountains with that thing. But what if, if you look at the part where R two D two is is being touched by by the robotic arm, it, it looks very, very reminiscent of the scene where you see that the new the new stormtroopers of the first order storming that sort of nighttime campground where Kylo Ren is just swinging his fucking you know, his saber around, just wrecking shop and shit. Yeah. What if that's Kylo Ren that's reaching out to, reaching out to touch R two D two? Because I mean, you know, if he really did his Darth Vader homework, you know what I mean, he would realize like who the fuck these two droids are, Could and maybe be. there would be some sort of a thing where he'd be like, "Oh shit, it's R two D two. I got to take this home for my collection." You know what I mean? Right. There's all sorts of things going with with this, and you know, we all know that J J Abrams, uh, he he fought and fought and fought to keep Khan a secret. So. Don't be surprised if there's, you know, there's some bullshit in these trailers. Maybe they filmed a little something extra. They're it was a, a different way. I mean, you know, there's any number of things they could do. And Abrams loves doing this shit. I mean, granted, with Khan, it was a very poorly kept secret that nobody right, thought. But, but, but nobody knows fuck about this movie. So what if what if he finally got it on lockdown and he's just speaking a solid spoonful of shit? Right. I mean, it was the trailers have all been masterfully done. Uh, yeah. They've done exactly what you would expect them to do, which is. Uh, get you interested in the movie without giving anything away about what's in the movie. Um, this last one, like, uh, I was like, I, I the, there was still a, a bit of a pessimist in me that was just waiting for there to be some footage that didn't feel like Star Wars to me. But this whole last trailer just it totally felt like Star Wars. Uh, and it gradually, as, it, as the trailer went on, it felt more and more like Star Wars as it kept going. Uh, have, have you, would you ever as an adult if, if, is there a, um, any movie you would ever consider buying tickets for uh, to see it a day early and, and fight throngs of people that you would buy tickets for months in advance is there any other film you think that would grab you like, like Star Wars has uh, you know probably probably not I mean there are other franchises uh, there are other like I love Star Trek more than I love Star Wars but I oh, treat oh, oh Jesus that's just just how I grew up sir oh, uh, and God that, damn. that being said <laughs> that being said I've been treated to far better Star Trek than Star like I'm hungry for good Star Wars I haven't had good Star Wars in forever I've had good Star Trek lately I'm really excited for the 50th anniversary of of star trek and star trek beyond which also by the way wraps shooting recently uh i think they're going into post on that movie i'm i'm super excited for that movie but i've already been spoiled because 
J.J. Abrams already made two pretty good Star Trek movies, and I'm a pretty big fan of of you know the all of the television and stuff. To me, there's really only been you know three good Star Wars movies, and then even out of those three, uh, only one of them I consider to be truly great. The other one really good, and then the third one is you know okay, it's it's fine. Uh, and then the uh, oh come on man, the fucking teddy bears had to help them beat the the fucking Imperials. Indigenous people, man. I know. They know the land. That's true. <laughs> the uh, I wonder if you get any Ewoks in Star Wars Battleground. I'm curious if you get to use any Ewoks in that game. Probably not. You have to. Th- there has to be a call in where you can just call in like a pack of of you know of Ewoks. Like a power, an Ewok power up. Yeah. <laughs> where they come and smash a, an ATST with some logs and shit. Oh, dude, that'd be awesome. If you could do that shit. <laughs> the uh, I do think there's an Endor map. So there is. Yeah. Yeah. You know, um, yeah. It's. Uh, and obviously the prequels are the prequels and everybody knows that the prequels have good moments in them, but that's nah, about the extent of the awesomeness of the prequels. Uh, favorite yeah, machete mo- order, man. You, you, I know you'll have a whole new appreciation. Uh, so favorite moments from uh, the trailers, sir, what, what were your, your favorite moments? the stuff that you kind of keep rewinding or freeze framing your way through? Oh, from the time it started to the time it ended, you mean? Yeah. Yeah. I yeah, mean, any, anything in particular, it, it, like be, a shot uh, where you're like, Oh shit, anything that, Really stuff like uh, I was, I was pretty intrigued by the Kylo Ren scene where he is apparently using the Force to like torture Poe Dameron. Poe Dameron, uh, yeah. Uh, uh, which is not a way. I don't think that's a way we've seen the Force used in the past. Well, maybe uh, instead of choking, he's like, "I'm just gonna crush your head, bitch." And, yeah, yeah. Comes at you like that. That was pretty cool. No, uh, uh, the, the parts obviously like you know that I love the best. I thought were all the. It, just the aerial stuff. You, you see the X-Wings going at it w- with the new TIE Fighters. You see that the Millennium Falcon was just fucking shit up. I mean, just – it was great. I mean, it, I, 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 it's like you. I can't tell you how many times I've watched the trailer. And each time I watch it, I see something else like where I, my mind focuses in a different angle. I'm like, oh, God, what you know? what's that? What's going on there? It's just – Apparently many of the ships were models oh. uh, instead of CG. Oh, There's I love a, it. I love it. They're doing everything right about this movie, but it really seems like they're doing to a franchise what they should, which is update and add to the mythology without taking anything away. And, you know, someone from the original has to die because it has to set precedent like, hey, you know, this is a continuation, but it's a whole new story where anything can go. So I think they're setting up to be to be amazing. I mean, it's just. Oh, I, I can't wait. I mean, as a lifelong person who has loved these movies from, you know, since Jumps, the first time I've saw them, I mean, it, you know, it's just, it's been a lifetime of finally seeing this come to fruition, seeing it end. It, it, it'd be like like the year the Lions won the Super Bowl. It's just like, holy shit, I can't fucking believe I'm going to see this before I die. You know what I mean? You're just, yeah. you're yeah, that yeah, yeah. pumped. It's just, I can't believe I get to see it. You know, it'll be the same thing comes back around when uh, Infinity Wars comes out. It'll be the same kind of feeling. But imagine if they stopped production on Infinity Wars now and yeah. didn't start filming again for another 30 years. You know I mean, what I mean? I mean, for geek culture, like people like yeah. us, it's a really amazing time to be alive. I, Even I'm non-geek so- culture, I can't tell you how many you know i guess average people if you want to call that uh are freaking out about this movie too just based off oh, the sure trailer. sure uh i mean yeah i can't imagine you would have ever thought there'd be a civil war movie being made that's not about the real oh, civil no. war telling me like you know oh there's an avengers movie it's like, okay after you said after you saw the hulk with eric banner you're like there's no way in fuck there's gonna be an avengers yeah, movie yeah 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 but or then, that they were going to turn Iron Man into a gigantic franchise character. Oh my God! Yeah, Iron Man is going to be the biggest box office, you know, pull of all time. 
<laughs> Nobody would have believed any of that shit. Sure. Or, uh, or, you know, how about one day Superman is going to be responsible for millions of people dying in Metropolis? That's right. And, Nobody would have believed that as well. Or that, ben Affleck, that, or, that, or that Ben Affleck would play Daredevil <laughs> and Batman. Daredevil and Batman. Holy shit. Uh, oh, that's amazing. Time. How is he so good in all of his other dramatic movies, but... Just when he when he put on the, the cowl for Daredevil, it was just such dog shit. He might be good for Batman. I don't know. Well, time is going to tell on that one. I'll still defend the producer's cut. Anyone who has not seen the producer's cut of Daredevil, oh, Daredevil. Just, it really changes the movie. People do say it is, in fact, better. Um, you know what I also liked? Uh, the incorporation of the the swell of music for uh, Princess Leia's theme they used in the yes. trailer as well, which was pretty fucking great. Yeah, uh, the music they the music they've used in the trailer have all been. I mean, obviously it's all John Williams Star Wars, but I mean that's why it's great uh, to use it. You could put that music on any fucking trailer and it would improve it. Uh, but yeah, I thought that was great, and I'm using that as a really shitty segue. No, that was that was fantastic. I saw you setting it up, and I was just watching you weave th- this masterful path. I was very impressed. Yeah. Oh, I think it's still a pretty shitty segue into. Uh, <laughs> uh, into a to a listener uh, question, uh, and and of course because seemingly the only people dropping us notes these days are Cinema Geekly Premium users. Uh, I wouldn't. I would highly. Uh, by the way, maybe people are confused. Like only Cinema Geekly Premium users can send in questions. Anybody can. It's usually that uh, if a, somebody who has a premium account sends us something, we'll go to it first because you know they they've you know sent us a, a 10 and, and, and two ones. Uh, so usually that's where it goes, but anybody can send anything in because to be perfectly honest, we only get messages from maybe three or four of the premium users and the rest of them don't send stuff in by and large. So I don't know. There you go. Uh, anyway, the question is from the magic dragoon and he or she, cause I don't know. Uh, was asking what our favorite musical moment from a movie is. And uh, I determine this to mean not, it doesn't have to be a musical, uh, but any, like any moment in a movie uh, where the score or the soundtrack uh, really made the movie for you or really added something uh, or made the movie more enjoyable. Um, do you, do you have a Pixar? It took it took me literally like a day and a half to think of something because I've got a lot. I'm a, I'm a soundtrack junkie, so uh, and mostly for mostly for film scores, um, and th- so there's a lot of those moments in my mind. But um, did you did you did you think of one? I know you were I know you were contemplating a <laughs> uh, a best worst. Well, that's kind of what it turned into because automatically you start getting flashes of like uh, movies where there was just some musical type of shit out of nowhere where you're like, ah, that was that was almost uncomfortable to watch. But I did, I did come up with a few good ones just to uh, just to be able to answer the question like an wow. adult. Okay. Uh, yeah. <laughs> um, was, did Rickman make the list for Sweeney Todd? No, in no way could I classify that as a good moment or a bad moment because it's a moment that shouldn't have happened. Nor like, nor Ben Affleck singing in Armageddon. Oh, that prick! But yeah, it. Mm. No, even on a jet plane. Yeah, fuck him. He's oh, what an asshole. Uh, anyway, uh, well, I, I'm sure Ben's a lovely person, but in that movie, he was a fucking asshole. So, oh, absolutely. Kind of wish he was when he went out on the asteroid. Anybody um, anyway. who loves Bruce Willis that much is an asshole. That much? Oh my god. Yeah. Why don't you just have his babies, Ben? Jesus. <laughs> um, for me, uh, horror movies, their soundtracks kind of kind of pick up to me, and automatically, like two left to mind, which is Halloween. 
you know, you can't not hear John Carpenter score for that movie and automatically you're just like, ugh. Like, you get that spine ting a little bit of a butthole puckle where you're, uh, of a butthole pucker where it's like, ugh, something's going to get real. Uh, it, it just, even to this day, you hear it out of context and it's still eerie. It's still eerie to hear. It just yeah. sets the tone of the entire movie. Uh, and that's kind of, oddly enough, how the money got sold. Is like they'd screen the movie without the, soundtrack, without the soundtrack on it and then John Carpenter had, you know, did whatever he had to do and then the studio loved it they oh, were yeah bad. but you also got to uh, figure out nightmare on elm street uh like the the, the freddy tone like the kind of the melody that they hit off keys and random keys out of nowhere or they hit them at a sequence because it's kind of playing with your sense of melody a bit mm-hmm. and it, it it uh it breaks it down it makes it unstructured to where you're uncomfortable when you hear it so those two soundtracks for horror movies are just they said it i mean but yeah you also have the obvious picks i think uh tim burton soundtrack for the first batman mm-hmm. uh it it helped make the movie. You know what I mean? Uh, it felt kind of like Batman, Batman-y kind of music. You know, it was dark with with a little sense of lightness to it. Uh, it really just fit. I mean, fucking, you know, obviously Tron 2, you know, Daft Punk, all that bullshit. But the ones I really want to address uh, are the ones that I feel uh, are really bad and then the one that I feel is perfect. Okay. Uh, first off, Chris Klein in American Pie. I mean, holy fuck. <laughs> this, the singing is... Oh, it's not I even. Forgot about that. It's not even bad. It's it's. Oh, it, it, he's honestly farting out of his mouth. Like yeah. most of the noises yeah. that are falling out of this fucker's face hole, he's just farting straight out of his lips. I mean, it's god awful singing. And uh, for those of you who are fans of YouTube or this show, you've heard me talk about this before. He auditioned for Mamma Mia, and he had to sing. <laughs> he didn't get any better. It's like twelve years. You, this this prick's been acting for a while. He might have taken like one singing lesson. He his singing was just as bad in this audition for Mamma Mia as it was in American Pie. Uh, two almost ruined the entire movie. This one, Jerry O'Connell on Scream Two, when he jumped up on the table and he's singing, "I think I love you." What am I so afraid of? Oh, to like yes. a group of white kids who are all fucking happy with their bed to belts clapping for him and shit. Mm-hmm. It, it was the worst. It, it fucking. I think right there, that's what's responsible for killing Jerry O'Connell's career. Because he had sliders, and then he fucked it all up by singing that song. Sliders. Uh, sliders. To me, the best, hands down. Uh, Kevin Bacon, the in Footloose, the, the fight dancing scene in the warehouse. <laughs> you can't hear that song, dude, and not, not just get, like, angry white guy faces start punching the air and, you know, start doing cartwheels and shit. It just <laughs> it hits you. It hits you where you live, right in your soul. Shadow so, boxing, yeah. Yeah, it, to me, Kevin Bacon, Footloose, uh, absolutely has got to be the best. But after that, it's uh, a slow follow between Nightmare on Elm Street, Halloween, and uh, the first Batman. Um, I my, my pick is actually really specific, not even to a soundtrack, <laughs> but... Is it just to a scene? Is it like that one part in Drive where he's hammering that dude's face? Literally to like an exact moment. I know what my, my favorite musical moment is in movies, and probably uh, part of it is... Uh, my unmitigated bias towards John Williams and I love John Williams <laughs> music and his scores. And I think he's a genius. Uh, I unbiased. I love the, uh, I, yeah, the Indiana Jones soundtracks, the scores for those movies. Yeah, I, I, I love them. Uh, and of course I've also, so aside from my, uh, my serious bias towards John Williams, I've also got a bit of a nostalgia kick and, uh, going with this as well. And it probably it probably helped its case because I'd recently watched this with my daughter as well, and I watched her have uh, my my youngest, my five year old, and I watched her get the same look of awe on her face that I'm sure I had when I first watched the movie. And it is 
the uh, the swell of music into the theme from E.T. when Elliot rides off the cliff and then E.T. makes the bike fly. Oh, it yeah. Is, it, it, it's building towards that. Uh, and it's like this frantic music and et cetera, et cetera. And then as soon as the bike falls off the cliff and then it starts flying, it like explodes into the, the theme from E.T. And for some reason, like I've never been able to shake that. Like, and, and it's so... I, maybe it's probably because it goes so loudly into the theme. Like you really don't uh, expect it, I guess. Like the music hits you at the same time as like, holy shit, that alien made that bike fly with that kid on it. Uh, and I think it helped its case because I watched my my youngest daughter was watching that as well, and she was blown away by that. Right. She wanted she wanted uh, she wanted an ET and a flying bike for Christmas this year. Uh, and then I told her that you can't get a flying bike because flying bikes aren't real uh to which her five-year-old intelligence says i know that's why that's why i want et too because she knows that et is the thing that makes the bike fly you want a flying bike you need an alien with telekinesis apparently um but i love solid plan yeah i mean i so i've got like a lot of soundtracks that i love in general but that specific moment is like my favorite moment musically in anything but like i said uh ridiculous bias towards john williams and obviously the nostalgia from watching that movie as a kid uh and loving it mixed uh combined with uh having watched it in uh i think we watched it like maybe one or two months ago i don't remember we 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 just gotten like the blu-ray uh edition of the movie where they had gone through and refixed it so the police officers were back to carrying shotguns instead of walkie-talkies um, you remember oh. Spielberg? I mean, did you know Spielberg went oh, on yeah. that kick too? Where he? Oh yeah, he's fucking did. He digitally replaced ET uh, in a lot of scenes with you know like CGI elements to yep. make his face more animated and things like that. And it did look better in a couple of scenes. Uh, and then of course they're like, well, it, it made it, it look it made ET look creepy. Let's just call yeah. it what it was. Well, no, no. Well, I mean, what I what I mean by that is there were a couple of scenes where ET was running through tall grass. And in the original version, it was clearly like a red stick on a light. They're running on a rail through grass. <laughs> and in the uh, the CGI version, you could actually see like E.T. like running through the grass. And I thought that looked better. The It did look creepier in the other scenes. Um, and they replaced the shotguns with walkie talkies because they were going to stop this alien that they were terrified of by speaking to each other at close range on walkie talkies hoping that perhaps the radiation, I guess, created by these devices would kill the alien. Um, I don't know. But the Blu-ray edition has gone... Uh, basically, they did what George Lucas failed to do, which is it went back to the original... There's no traces of any CGI in the Blu-ray edition of the movie uh, mm-hmm. at all. It is the original, uncut, uh, unaltered uh, version of E.T. So uh, let's talk about uh, the box office. And then there's like a huge weekend for movies. We didn't talk about the box office for Star Wars already. <laughs> uh, a lot. I know they got some money for me and fucking yeah. like everybody else. I mean, they've probably already made quite a bit of money just through ticket sales. Oh, absolutely. Uh, so, okay, let's talk about it. Top five of the box office. Uh, number five this week is Hotel Transylvania 2, which fell from number two all the way down to number five. Uh, did $12.6 million. Crimson Peak debuted at number four at $13.1 million. I'm not sure how favorably that is going to be looked upon it's at 27.7 worldwide right now 
but the production budget was only $55 million, which is not a gigantic production budget. And by the way, looking at that... By the way, looking at that movie, I, I had sworn that they had, had spent more than that, but uh, I was a little surprised to see there was only $55 million. So it may end up doing okay for itself. Uh, I guess we'll have to see what happens in week number two for it. Bridge of Spies, that Tom Hanks movie, that debuted at number three with uh, $15.3 million. Uh, that movie, Not bad. That movie is on an even cheaper production budget of $40 million. So there you go. Uh, the Martian is uh, in number two. It, it dropped from number one. It made $21.3 million. Uh, so far, over $320.5 million worldwide. Um, its production budget was 108 So expect The Martian 2, Electric Boogaloo. Uh, and Goosebumps, sir, debuted at the number one spot, $23.6 million. Does that come as a surprise? That Goosebumps did as well as it did. Not really, given you know it's the first kids movie in how long? Yeah, it's been it's it's been a little while. I yeah, it's been a bit. But what are they going to do for the like if they they made a Martian too? Would they have to make it like Home Alone too, where they they took them out to an even further planet and they're like, oh wait again, <laughs> not again, <laughs> Kevin, right? Yeah. But you get Matthew McConaughey to go rescue him this time. Ah, oh, there you go. <laughs> Through a black hole or some shit. Uh, they can, yeah, man, put those movies together. The Martian and Interstellar, the Martian two and Interstellar. Yeah, it's the it's all the rage nowadays, sir. King Kong's gonna fight Godzilla in a movie. Fuck Christ! We we were just making fun of that. I know, I know. (laughs) It's like, Uh, listen, uh, five wide releases this week, sir. I don't know what's gonna happen here because according to. According to Rotten Tomatoes, all of these movies open on the 23rd. Okay. What do you got? And they're all wide releases. So one of these movies, if not more than one, are going to bomb horribly. Uh, First up, we've got the John M. Chu directed Gem and the Holograms. That's bombing. Yeah. Yeah, that's right in the toilet. It is the... uh, the movie based on the semi, I guess, m- somewhat popular eighties animated series that they've retooled to be about a girl who became YouTube famous and started a band and she was better than everybody else in the band. And they want to make her a solo. So it's, about, it's about Justin Bieber. I, 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 I thought it was destiny's child inspired, right? Cause Beyonce oh, was more talented yeah, than everybody yeah, else. Was. And they want to make her the. They want her to be a solo act, and apparently that's what Gemini Holograms is about. No critical reviews yet for this film, sir. Mm, that's always a good sign when they open it up to critics. But uh, yeah. Uh, also, according to this in wide release, the Barry Levinson film "Rock the Casbah," starring Bill Murray. Uh, also in this, uh, Bruce Willis for some reason, uh, Zoe Deschanel, Kate Hudson, Danny McBride. Uh, are you familiar with this? Fuck no, I'm not. This is news to me. Uh, okay, so Rock the Casbah is the story of Richie Vance, a has-been rock manager who takes his last remaining client on a USO tour of Af- Afghanistan when Richie finds himself in Kabul, abandoned, penniless, and without a passport. He discovers a young girl with an extraordinary voice and manages her through Afghanistan's version of American Idol, 
the widely popular Afghan star. Uh, that sounded cool at first, and then the more I read, like the less interesting I got. Yeah, they, they started to lose a lot of steam there. <laughs> I'm like, okay, wow. so far so good. Has been rock manager, and then gets who's the has been rock manager? Is that Danny McBride or is he I, one? No, of I believe the... I believe it's Bill Murray is the has been manager. Oh, so Danny McBride is one of the rockers then, because clearly that's the only way to do that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, <laughs> he's either the rocker or the has been. That's all Danny McBride can do. Um, yeah, so I mean, I was like, I was into it. I'm like, oh, this is interesting. He gets abandoned in fucking Afghanistan. Holy shit. And then I'm like, then he discovers a young girl with an extraordinary voice. And I'm like, oh shit. Right. Before I read, I was like, I had not read that description before. And I was like, getting less interested as I went on. Uh, two reviews so far, both negative. Mm. So, yeah. Uh, also, apparently opening wide this week, uh, Gregory Plotkin has directed what? Paranormal Activity oh, in my God. Dimension. It's the ghost dimension, Aaron. Why? Uh, I don't know. Of all the people who have clicked the want to see or not interested button, 82% say they want to see this movie. Bullshit. Uh, apparently that's over 18,000 people so far. Uh, so at least 18,000 people are going to go see this movie. Bullshit. Starring a bunch <laughs> of people you've never heard of before. And maybe a few people who are in some of the other movies. I have only seen, I believe the first two paranormal activity movies. I saw the first one and that was ah, it. Yeah. I thought, I thought it would have been fine had it ended with the first one. Yeah. Probably would have been a, a fair place to stop it. Apparently, there's a whole plot attempt to these movies. <laughs> plot attempt. Um, what should we? Uh, what should we go with here for the last of these two wide releases? The more geek culture centered one, or the one that's aiming for an Oscar? Oh, geek cultured, please. Uh, okay, well, that means Vin Diesel's The Last Witch Hunter is opening this weekend. I actually wouldn't mind seeing this, man. Uh, it's him, it's Elijah Wood, it's Michael Caine, uh, it's, uh, I think that's it for people I know of on a wide, on a wide scale. <laughs> oh, and, uh, who's, uh, uh what's, what's the, the lady's name who played, uh, Leslie? Jon Snow, yeah, he knows nothing. Oh, yeah, 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 that's her, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, I think, I believe she is the witch. Uh, yeah, Vin Diesel plays, uh, a witch hunter, probably the last of them. Yeah, and, uh, that's a fair guess. Elijah Wood looks like his sidekick, and Michael Caine appears to be the guy who is guiding them, perhaps. Uh, does Vin, So, in order to become the last witch hunter, does he pick up Elijah Wood, sort of like Master Blaster, and Elijah Wood just rides on his shoulders? Maybe. Maybe. Um, I'm not sure. Uh, it's almost like Iron Giant, because you know, Elijah uh, is really tiny. <laughs> It's true. Uh, this is uh, eight reviews in, 25% so far. There are only two positive reviews uh, that I have seen so far. Wow. Um, the uh, So far of the, there, there is no critical consensus, but based on the uh, paragraph reviews I've seen, Tom Huddleston says, what an ugly, idiotic mess this is. Wow. He used the word ugly? Yeah. Uh, Damn, dude, that's kind of dickish. <laughs> uh, Metro says, it isn't based on a book series, but it feels like it is, and perhaps it should be. I'm not sure if that's a Is that an insult? Or, yeah, I don't what know. Is that? What is yeah. that about? 
God. Uh, that uh, seems passive aggressive. I don't know why. That that uh, shit just seems passive aggressive right there. Screen Screen International says, like its star, the last witch hunter is big, overblown, and frequently incomprehensible. How dare she? <laughs> Holy shit. Oh man, you just slapped Vin Diesel right in the face, lady. Seriously. Uh, I'll have you know, madam, Mr. Diesel could probably give two fucks. Uh, and you know, granted, you know, I, I've only seen one of the Fast and Furious movies, but his other films I've seen, I've enjoyed. You know what I mean? It's a Vin Diesel movie. You know what the fuck you're going for. It's like going to a Channing Tatum movie and being like, oh, God, you know, how dare he? You know, he, he tries to blah, blah, blah. You know, he, you know, he, he's a nice guy. I'm sure he, he's a real sweetheart. He's able to play goofy really well. But he, he comes off like he's dumb in a box of rocks. The guy couldn't act his way to, you know, to fucking save his life. So let, let's just get over this shit already. Um, shit on him for no reason. Yeah, uh, comingsoon.net has the most intellectual slap in the face of uh, <laughs> the the concept. Vin Diesel's mom should have flushed him down the toilet. What a waste of space, blah, blah, blah. No, it's a, it's a shame that the concept is so bad, it doesn't even warrant polite applause. Wow, dude. There you go. Um, however, a positive... Res- uh, a positive... Again, you're going to go see a movie with Vin Diesel where he kills witches. I mean, what the fuck are you expecting? Yeah, a positive review from The Hollywood Reporter says, Fast and the Furious on the surface, shallow and conventional beneath. Diesel's bid to carve himself another billion-dollar franchise is off to a good start with this mainstream crowd-pleaser. Now, see, that wasn't too terrible. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus Christ. He's like, even, the, even the good ones are like, damn, they got to get in that shot, that initial kick in the balls. <laughs> Here's another one. Wow. This, is the other, this is the other positive review. Listen up. Oh, up. please. Let me hear this. What the last witch hunter had, what the last witch hunter really has going for it is Vin Diesel. His character isn't particularly layered, and he takes few to no risks in how he plays it, but the result is extremely likable. So I mean I'm gonna shit on it, but I'm gonna say it was okay. Yeah. Like, what even? Just say I liked it. That's it. That's all you got to say. Like why shit on the guy and then say but I liked it. There's no layers what to the character, and he takes no asshole. risks with how he plays it. But the result is extremely likable. But I liked it. You that's like a yeah. That's oh. damning, damning with faint praise. I think is what the seriously. Uh, and I Good probably Lord, the <laughs> probably the bigger movie opening this weekend is uh, Danny Boyle's Steve Jobs, uh, which is starring Michael Fassbender, Seth Rogen, Jeff... Yeah, I'll take a pass on that shit. Um, It sounds like it's going to be way better than the Kutcher movie. Uh, And it it sounds... Oh, God, that's right. I forget. (laughs) And it sounds like this is going to be... Instead of covering his life, it's going to be surrounding his life around... Uh, like three or four, whatever it is. I think it might be three of like Apple's m- most major product launches. I don't know, man. That could be a mistake because uh, Tombstone's way better than Wyatt Earp. And uh, <laughs> and uh, and I think it also focuses uh, a lot on how much of an asshole Steve Jobs was. Uh, so All successful people are, are dickheads. You know what I mean? Yeah. All of them. Um, that's how you get. That's how you get to those places. You get a shit on people. This movie already has 135 reviews, 85 percent on the wow. meter, and has a consensus already uh, that says, "Like the tech giant co-founded by its subject, Steve Jobs gathers brilliant people to deliver a product whose elegance belies the intricate complexities at its core." You want to talk about intelligence sounding? There's at wow. least a few people listening to this podcast who have no idea what the fuck was even being said there. There's at least half of the hosts of this podcast who don't know what the fuck was said there. <laughs> <laughs> uh, we needed Glenn here to 
to or, no that's not like legally we need we need ben, ben. yeah like, you know he's he'd have to translate it and he's like let's get the guy who went to college the most you know what i mean <laughs> ben what are these people trying to say they're trying to say it's a good movie it's not ah okay I got my degree in Michigan, man. You know what I mean? It's like, that's way over my head. (laughs) (laughs) Um, So, yeah, those are the movies opening this weekend. Uh, I guess that's a wrap for this week for everything we talked about. Uh, CinemaGeekly.com. Go check it out. CinemaGeekly.com slash premium. Check that out as well. $12 for a year's membership. A whole bunch of premium podcasts. Uh, Oh, also up on the website, reviews for Pan and reviews for Crimson Peak as well. Uh, Neither one of them... Very well received. Uh, Stephanie wrote Pan. Dan wrote Crimson Peak. Uh, go read them, though. They will probably uh, lean you towards not viewing them. Although I think Crimson Peak wasn't quite as bad. Uh, Pan, I think Stephanie gave... Pan was panned, I believe. Stephanie gave it a... Ha Buzzing. Uh, Liked it. It was pretty good. Uh, Twitter, Facebook, Google+, YouTube, Twitch, Instagram. Twitch, bitch. All at Cinema Geekly. Go check that out. Uh, also, twitch.tv slash Prophet of Geek. That's where Aaron hangs out and, and streams his Call of Duty. Hey, thanks, buddy. That's what he's going to be doing until he gets Star Wars Battlefront, and then his, then he will be streaming that nonstop. And then, uh, well, Black Ops 3 also uh, yeah, yeah. Um, comes out in uh, in two weeks, so I'll be getting on, on that one also. There you go. Uh, but but I'm sure we'll be uh, I'll be popping over to the Cinema Geekly one also to to dish out some love there too. So just keep checking it out, people. Go to them Twitches. They're uh, we're a little more unfiltered, I guess. Oh yes, uh, <laughs> than we already are. Uh, with the speech. As for the podcast itself, you can download it or stream it right from the website. But if you don't want to do that, you can find us on iTunes, Stitcher, uh, or the TuneIn Radio app uh, available uh, across a plethora of devices. Yeah, everybody who downloaded uh, all the premium stuff during the free week, thanks a lot. Like, those numbers were fucking, you know, it's nice to know people actually listen to this shit. Yes, more people should go and sign up for the premium stuff, because uh, that's, it's lovely. Uh, it, it's fantastic. I do think some of our best shows are there. Uh, some of them I, are, I, for a sure. A particular yeah. favorite would be this week's uh, Who Made Who that we did. Oh, yeah. And I have a feeling that was a good one. I have a feeling the way Ben was talking about last week's episode that we could be in for another interesting episode as well. Oh, yeah. Uh, Absolutely. This week. (laughs) So uh, we finally may have some sort of split decision on our thoughts on the episode because it sounds like he hated that episode. Yeah, it was. uh, And I didn't hate it at all. I really liked that episode, actually. So we'll we'll see, I guess, what happened. I, I I I could be the tiebreaker then. Okay. I mean, there are parts of it I didn't like, but by and large, I, l- I really like that episode. I'm so bummed I was wrong about Maisie. I, you know, but yeah. I mean, we'll see. Maybe. I don't know. We'll talk about it. We'll talk about it. But you're right. going to have to pay to hear that. You're going to have to pay to hear our theories on who Maisie Williams may or may not be right. uh, on the next Who Made Who. Cinemageekly.com slash premium. All right. So uh, for Aaron DeLosa, I'm Anthony Lewis. We'll be back next week with more Cinema Geekly podcast. For more content like Who Made Who, Level Your Gear, the Gotham Podcast, Flashing Arrow Podcast, and the new Horribly Flawed and Incredibly Decisive Podcast, visit cinemageekly.com slash premium and part with just $12. That's 12 bucks for a year's worth of awesome content. What else could you buy for $12 that will last all year and give you hours of geeky entertainment? 